Today on Krina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about how to get what you want at work. Negotiation. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Krina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Krina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we are so happy you're here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. As you know, Kirsten and I want your workplace to be rewarding and exciting and fulfilling. And so that's what we talk about. And fun. And fun. And fun. So that's why we're here. That's what we're talking about. How's it going, Kirsten? Actually, I just was laughing my rear end off. I think I can say that, rear end on the air. Yeah. Now Um, that we're learning all the words we're not supposed supposed to to say. say, Sorry for all the bleeps, people. Yeah, our vocabulary. I'm having to work hard at it. Totally. Some of the colors coming out of our... My mom used to say I had a mouth like a trucker, and she wasn't talking about the shape of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me, what's up? Why, I never why swore were you... in front of my mother. There's a difference right there. No, I was actually just kind of riding high because I got this great text from my 21-year-old son, Gabriel, who said on International Women's Day, which was last week, he said, happy International Women's Day to my badass bitch boss mom. And I was like, one, you know it's International Women's Day. Uh And two, you think I'm a badass. (laughs) Speaking of words we're not allowed to say on the air. Sorry. Beep, 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 beep. But it was very endearing, and it felt very supportive and really acknowledging. I know. What a great – I mean, yes, good job, Mom, for raising that one. Oh, and so awesome that he, yeah, was able to recognize you and your value and your worth to him and compliment you in a way that was meaningful, which is like power, right? He he sent you a whole bunch of positively charged power juju. He did. Power, powerfully charged digital data <laughs> on the text. Digital juju. Yeah, I was going to say doo doo, but that no, probably not. Say juju. So yeah, it's this International Women's Day. Pretty interesting. We were all talking about this before we started taping International Women's Day. Oh yeah, and then Kevin says, "Well, what about International Men's Day?" Now he was being devil's advocate. He's a diehard feminist. He has assured us, and I believe him, uh, as he raises his fist behind Kirsten. <laughs> but uh, he said, "Yeah, what about International Men's?" Day, ha ha ha, and, and, your I, response, and I said, which I loved. every day is International Men's Day. And Kevin said, So why do you only get one day? So why do women only get one That's day? A good question. That is what we're talking about, sister. We're keep exploring that deeply. That's right. Why do we only get one day? We don't. We get every day. We're taking it. We're taking. We're asking for we're it. We're going to negotiate for more. That's than what one we're day. talking about today. Yeah. How to get what you want at work. How do you get what you want at work? Kirsten, it's interesting because as a partner in your firm, I bet you're asked a lot. I bet you are in a position, not only in the workplace, people asking you for mm-hmm. things, negotiating, you're also negotiating as a business. I mean, that's yes. what you do, and masterfully. That's exactly right. As well, I sometimes, have sometimes not so much, but sometimes yes. Sometimes it's, you know, I it is. I've had a lot of experience with that, and I've had a really frustrating experience recently that I'm still trying to sort through in a way that is supportive and loving. One of my coworkers is struggling with managing workload, and I keep going and saying. 
It's just been a long road. This is kind of a sad thing, but one of our partners passed away last year, yeah. and which is really hard. Lovely man, Bruce Smith, for those of you who know him, just a sweet and dear man. And, you know, when somebody leaves, there's it just causes a lot of transition and waves and uncertainty. And so in this, and I just want to acknowledge, like, there's this emotional, like, grief, right? And transition. And so people in my work anyway, are in places where they're a little compromised, right? Because they're a little bit sad or a little uncertain. And I just point this out because I think it really affects folks' ability to get what they want in the workplace and to get clear about what they want. And so I've been having a conversation with one of my colleagues about how to manage workload and how to manage staff and how to create processes. And Every time we sit down and talk, there's another problem and another need. Mm -hmm. And the need we talked about last time is irrelevant. It's no longer part of our conversation. Oh, I see. So from one meeting to the next... The thing you talked about at the former meeting is no longer relevant. Now we have a new need or a new problem. Now we have a new need or a new problem from one meeting to the next. And so I'm getting very frustrated with the lack of clarity in our conversation and the inability to identify what it is I can do to support her. So what I'm noticing is I'm not getting what I want, certainly, because I want to support what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that my colleague is getting what my colleague wants because they're still in the same situation, right, which is an unhappy situation. So it just struck me as I was kind of living in this situation in my own workplace, the importance of figuring out what it is you want. What it is you want. Yeah, That is the biggest, I think, clarity in your mind. And self-awareness. And self-awareness. We talk about that all the time. Are, what Are do some you- of the biggest issues, like I even think about people – not even just in this subject of trying to identify what you want or get what you want, but I'm thinking clarity in your mind is just a whole bundle. It's a rat's nest in there. I think I read. <laughs> it's a rat's nest in there. <laughs> I read. Well, I can read what people write sometimes, and I think, what the heck are you even talking about here? Mm. You got to get clear. Or I listen to people talking. And Somebody I think, people call it the monkey mind. Is that what it is? People call it the monkey mind. Just kind of think a little bit about monkeys in your brain running around. Running around. Yeah, instead of getting clear. Right. What's the opposite of that? What's the not what's not the monkey mind? You need to You need a crina brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is crina. You're right though. It is about you are that is true actually. It is a crina brain. It's like getting really focused on what it is you want and what you're trying to accomplish. And, and getting it. So if you're in the workplace and you're realizing that you're unhappy or that there are places where you would like to feel more satisfied or rewarded, rewarded or empowered or challenged, effective. right? You have an opportunity to ask for what you want. And today's episode is trying to talk about what you can ask for in the workplace and then how you can ask for it. I do think it's interesting, though, and I want to stay, stay, stay. I want to stay right I want to stay on topic. I'm going to stay focused. <laughs> I also want to say, oh my gosh, we need to do some vocal exercises before we do the podcast. I need to strengthen my tongue and lip, whatever. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. You want me no, to keep no, talking? you're good. No, you you're good. To, sister. You want me to get back on the subject? <laughs> Am I frustrating you? Because no, not I can't in the slightest. Focus. You are focused. Do you, you do focus? We just called this Karina Brain. But you really are focused. That's why it's so funny. You really are a focused person. But no, bringing us really bringing us back. It is about getting focused on what you it's, want. And as as a former employer, I will say that the employees who were clear about what it was that was going to make them fulfilled or satisfied or happy in their job or stay in their job mm-hmm. was a great gift they gave to me. 
because I wanted to retain employees, good employees, not all the good ones. I want to retain the good ones. And when you lose an employee because you're not able to give them what you want, it's a very difficult position to be in. And if just given the opportunity to satisfy a need or a desire or a want, if I'm able to do it, I'll jump at it. Because that's going to create loyalty and, and longevity and the employees. So when you're asking, that's the really good point, Krina. When you're asking for what you want, you are giving your employer the opportunity to create loyalty, to create retention, longevity, which is a very that's, – that's about business efficiency. Yeah. Whether you're so, nonprofit, profit, it's about efficiency and using our most valuable human resources. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep, yes. Keeping our employees happy. Mm-hmm. And if, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you work somewhere where your employer is interested in keeping you and keeping you happy. So what can I ask for? If I'm an employee, what can I ask for, Kirsten? So, I, you know, this is interesting. Before we talk about what you can ask for, I want to tell this story of my friend, Jody. I am in a women's business group with her, and she's just this amazing, amazing person, really successful business person. I remember we were, we were having one of our meetings, and everybody was drinking champagne, and there was some red wine out. And I'm not a big champagne drinker, honestly. And everyone was like, oh, Kirsten has some champagne. I was like, oh... Okay. And then I said, what kind of red wine is that? And someone, it was like, oh, that's a stag's leap. And I go, oh, well, I'll just have this champagne. And my friend Jody said to me, she stopped. She didn't just pour the champagne or whatever. She stopped. And she said, Kirsten, honor your preferences. Mm-hmm. What do you want? And I was so struck by that, not just about the stinking drink, right? I don't care. I mean, but I had come back to that moment so many times. Honor your preferences. What do you want? Thank you, Jody. Thank you, Jody, for honoring your preferences. And for the glass of red wine. It was delicious. And it's so true. So that's the first, well, maybe second. Get clear about what you want and then honor it. Mm-hmm. Honor it. Honor Get behind it. it. It's okay. Get behind it. It is okay. And I feel like women, and maybe it's a generational thing because I think of I think of my mom and my grandma in some ways. There's a little bit of a difficulty asking for what I see women. Ha- I see women having a tough time asking for what they want. And is it because they don't feel like they deserve it? Is that is it because they don't want to offend someone? Is it because my need may? Why is my need more important than yours? I think that there. You know, we've talked about that a lot. It's. I think it is a lot about kind of culture and society and candidly discrimination, I do think that women are not taught to ask for what they want. We don't raise our hands in classrooms when we're little, Yeah, right? what's that statistic? It's like, it's like for every six boys that get recognized in class, like one girl gets I think it's recognized. it's eight to one. Is it eight to one? It's eight it could to be, one. You know, I always do this with the stats unless I'm looking at it, but it's bad. And I think that's the start of it. That is the start of it where we don't call out. We don't ask to be recognized. And if that is not what asking for what you want is, asking to be recognized, I don't know what it is. So little girls who, incidentally, as of about five years ago, were outperforming boys in every single subject in school. Mm-hmm. Even math and science. Even math and science. Yeah. Are getting called on at a rate of one time for every eight. eight. And if that doesn't affect what you ask for... I don't know what does. So there you have it. That's, I think, one of the bigger reasons. And that's a reflection of all sorts of cultural issues, of course, but that really crystallizes what it is. Yeah, it's a really it's a really great illustration of the problem. And I think that also feeds into not even really 
knowing what it is you want or what you can ask for or how to honor your preferences. So what can you ask for? Okay, we know you can ask for a raise. That's That's an easy one, right? So negotiate a higher salary. And just footnote, higher salary, that is like an annuity, right? You may think if you're asking for another $1,000 in your raise, that oh, what do I care about $1,000? That's not going to change my life. But $1,000 over 20 years is $20,000. And if you compound that with future raises, it is significant. So don't minimize mm-hmm. when you ask because it has a long-term effect. Yeah. So you can ask for raises. You can ask for a new job title. Or a job description that reflects what it is you're doing. Yeah. The job title is, don't scoff at that. Oh, I used to minimize that. In fact, I used to say, everyone here can give themselves their own job title. I don't even care because the title doesn't matter. And then I realized it does does matter a lot. It's about communicating to other people. It's a communication to other people. I think I was reading some article or... I don't know. We read so much for this show now that it's all getting lost in my head. But it was a woman who said she was hired at the same time as a male counterpart to do the same job. And they... They were each given the opportunity to pick their own job. Yeah, their own job job title. title. And the man picked, like, director of blah, blah, blah. And so her only option, she couldn't also be the director, so she had to take a lesser than job title, even though they were hired to do the same job and they were colleagues. They were team members and and the same level. Oh, my gosh. It does totally matter. So you can ask for a new job title. You can ask for more benefits. You can ask for a flexible schedule. Which is a huge, by the way, that's like money. Flex schedule is one of the biggest predictors of happiness at work and contributors to your happiness and satisfaction at work. So I really feel like the things we're talking about, money, flexible schedule, those are really important things. Uh, Training, like opportunities to do other things when you see a career for like a path for advancement. Yeah. I mean, one of the greatest questions that I get from people that work with me is, how can I do better or what else is it that you want me to learn? That's a negotiation, and I feel like it just got delivered to me in a silver platter. I feel like someone just served me up a banquet, and I just get to feast, right? Right. Yes, you get to offer them. Right. Okay, how about a few more things you can ask for? You can ask for physical modifications to your workplace, right? And whether this isn't, yes, ergonomic, like whether it's an ergonomic change to your workplace, stand-up desk, or 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 whatever. a bigger monitor. Whatever that is. Better chair. Or whether it's an accommodation for some kind of a disability. Right? Those are the kind of requests you make that you're actually legally entitled to make and protected to make. So when you're asking, think about those things too. Is this something that I'm entitled to? Right? Right. Is this something that my employer has to give me or is this kind of a they don't have to give this to me? Right? Yeah. So you can also ask for things that are less tangible. And frankly, these are the things that are harder to ask for, and I think the things that we all deserve, but we frequently have to fight for them. Mm-hmm. Like, I want my opinion considered when you're making decisions that impact my department or my job or my project. Or I want to be in that meeting. I want to be in that meeting. I want to be part of that decision. I want you to hear what I have, what feedback I have. I want you to stop interrupting me. No, this isn't directed at you, Kirsten, but that's one so of the I things you So I can get my ask. point across. I, yeah, you, that, that's the... <laughs> That sounded like I was just trying to pick a fight with you. We can ask for... Smackdown. <laughs> I want you to stop interrupting me, even <laughs> though I love it when you finish my sentences. You know, now that I pause a lot in my speech, 
I don't know if you've noticed that. I pause for effect, and it's an open door for people. It's to an open jump door for me. Dare. Yeah, it's for most people. For but, me particularly. Uh, you know, God bless you. You finished my sentences right, correctly. Thank you. Most of the I'm time, I'm so grateful. Nobody, nobody <laughs> because if you're going to do it, you better do it right. You better do it right. My husband tries, and I just sit there. I just get quiet, and I and I uh, no cross my arms, it. and I'll say things no. like, "You want to keep trying here?" Right, because that's not it. You want to just keep rolling. And you know, honestly, I'm from the East Coast, and that is considered what is good. Interesting, lively conversation. Is it the back and forth? Yes. Well, I love the back and forth, but here I'm an interrupter. Like, I'm a West Coasty now, so I'm interrupting people. On the East Coast, I'm just a really good conversationalist. Are we off topic? Yes. Let's get back to... You know what I'm going to ask for right now? What? I'm going to ask for us to get back to what it was that we wanted to talk about. We were, we're talking about the intangible stuff that's a little you bit You know that I like to for. take us off subject. It's my favorite thing in the world. It's Not. like Family Circle. It's like Joey and Family Circle that just wanders around. I love that. What's Family Cartoon. Circle? It's oh. cartoon. Little boy roams around. That's me. It's cute, yeah. Focused mm-hmm. and also not. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk also. You need to be able to ask for anything that's going to make you feel safe. If you feel threatened, if you're not feeling right. comfortable, right? These are some of the intangibles that are harder sometimes to ask for, especially when the power dynamic is shifted and... Mm-hmm. Okay, so now once you figure out, like, what is it, getting clear about what it is you want, what is going to increase your satisfaction, joy, meaning in your workplace? And once you get clear about what that is, then it's time to think about asking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, identify the decision maker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get prepared. Sometimes people are afraid. I mean, not sometimes. Many times people are afraid to ask. Oh, yeah, it's unnerving. In fact, it is proven that women especially feel very comfortable asking for things on behalf of someone else. I will ask for you to do oh, something, yes. right? Support mm-hmm. my friend or support my team. I ask for something for my kids. Yes. I ask for something for my aging parents. Yes. And when I was executive director of a nonprofit, I mean, it was a little unnerving, but I was completely comfortable sitting across the table from a donor and asking them to write very large checks to support my organization. Same for me. I've done that same thing. I'm like, okay, I just asked this person for $100,000 and I didn't like throw up. Right. Yeah. I looked him in the eye and asked for it and waited. Big asks. But to ask for a 15% raise for myself... You know, monetarily, it's nothing compared to that check I just asked somebody for, but it's a different deal. So what we're doing is we're really challenging this assumption. We talked about it in the beginning, that women are not good at asking for things, right? And I think we need to really refine this, which is women are very good at asking for things. We are very, very good at asking for things. The issue is, are we good at asking for things for ourselves? Yeah. Are we good at honoring our own preferences? I think that's where we want to really be digging into today. Yeah. Yeah. I think we are digging in. We are digging in. We are digging in. Speaking of raises, though, I think this is kind of an interesting story. So asking for more money not only requires that you're clear about what you want, clear about what you're willing to accept or what you're asking, you know, specifically for a dollar amount or, you know, percentage increase. And it does challenge our own inner voice about like, "Mm, I don't know, frequently women, I think men too, but right, you question whether I'm worth that increase. And we're talking about money. And the problem with money is that it is nothing. Money only has the value that you imbue it with. 
the value that you give it, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's a weird thing to talk about because people think about it so differently. Yes. So asking for a raise for some people, if you ask them, they're going to be like, oh, it's going to be math to them. And other people just get horrified that you even want to talk about money. Right. Yeah, it's really it's weird. weird. It's weird. Well, I had a friend who I was just having a conversation with about the increase in responsibility that they have been taking on over the course of the last year. You know, they were hired. They've only been in their job a year. They were hired at a base salary, and they've continued to add value to their organization and have taken on more and more and more. And now they're managing subcontractors and they're doing much more personal work and they're engaging in their work in a completely different way. And this is the creep of effectiveness, right? Right. So you're effective and you things creep into your bailiwick and over time, your scope of responsibility and what you're doing changes. Yeah. And so I keep saying you need to ask for a raise. You need to ask for a raise. You need to ask for a raise. Every time this person talks to me about, they're, they're not even complaining. They're just talking about the new responsibilities that they've taken on. You need to ask for a raise. And they won't do it. And finally, I got to the bottom of why. And they told me they don't want to ask for a raise because they're afraid that their employer is then going to require even more from them. And I'm saying, no, you're already doing, doing more. more. You need to be compensated for what you're already doing. If you're not signing a contract to take on even more, you're asking to be compensated right. for the value that you're currently... To be acknowledged for what has already happened. Yeah. Right, to be acknowledged. I have a converse story to that that happened to me this week. Oh, I love it. I had somebody ask me for basically a prospective raise. What does that mean? Well, she was coming in under a classification at a particular pay scale, and we, after her review, gave her the raise on the pay scale. I said, how does that sound? And she said, you know, honestly, that's not what I was thinking. And here's what I was thinking. I was basically suggesting a 5% raise and she came in with a 15% raise. And I was like, wow, that really moves you along the scale far more quickly, right? Like you're yeah. getting the pay that you would get in two years. And she said the greatest she said the greatest thing. She said, I think I'm doing a really good job. And I think I'm finding things that you need me to do. And getting this money now really inspires me to stay along this track. And I'm not going to come back to you in six months or a year. I acknowledge I'm further along the pay scale. I just think that I having this early is an acknowledgement of what I've been doing and what I can do. I was very persuaded. Did you give it to her? Well, we're still talking about it, but I think probably. Oh, I love it, which is also one of the things that people need to remember is when you're asking for something, don't be afraid of rejection or even don't be afraid when somebody can't give you an answer right away. And keep the conversation keep going. The conversation. Because if you can just open the door a bit, you know, then there's possibility. And if someone does say no to you, the question is, what would it take to get that? Right. So, yeah. So if you had said, "I don't think you're there yet," if she then she would have given her an opportunity, or might give her an opportunity to say, "Okay, what do you need to see from me?" It's going to be an interesting conversation about this because if I were to have said no to her, and she would have said, "Well, what do you need from me?" I probably would have said for her time, just time. You're just meaning you. Yeah, I need you to be here longer, or I need you I need to, to do this work longer and get all the way up to speed. But she is doing an amazing job. 
Mm, okay. That's awesome. What's the cost of not asking, too? I think that's interesting. So well, I talked a little bit about that compound interest on your yeah, job, right? Yeah. Or, right. So on you your pay. may not be making what you know, you're going to lose money. Mm-hmm. You may not be as satisfied. Right. You may not be as challenged. Your peers might outpace you. You're not going to be getting those things we want you to get, which is joy, satisfaction, meaning. That's what we want, right? Yeah. So what's the process, Karina? Give us a little outline of the process that folks should go through once they identify what they want. How should they go about asking? Right. So get clear, get focused, practice what you're going to ask for, and then right schedule the meeting and have it with whomever. So I think, you know, you can Google ways to negotiate and get what you want about a million different ways, and they all say the same thing. Prepare, 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 practice, Talk ask. to other people about it. And but, when I say prepare, I mean, for me, prepare means to strategize about what it is you're asking for and how it fits into the organization. Right. You want to assess the situation you're in. And the person, like, for example, who asked me this past week for this big raise really communicated to me the value that she contributed and her perspective on it and how her own motivation was influenced. Right. So that's that whole piece of prepare. I think that, though, there are some other tips, just speaking from the heart, I think women need to own. First of all, be tenacious. You deserve it. Go get it. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. Trust your friends. Trust your friends. Great time to talk to mentors. Great time to talk to other people. Sometimes you got to be careful about your coworkers when you're asking for a raise because that brings up issues in the workplace that people feel uncomfortable with. So consider your audience. Yeah. But yeah, use your network. Mm -hmm. Use your female friends. But yeah, really, but also trust your gut. You know, I don't want to gloss over that. If you think you deserve it and you want it, go get it. Or if it would make your workplace better. Or if it would make, yeah. Yeah, but make your workplace or your work better or make you more effective or efficient and do it, right? Just do it. I also think remembering that at the end of the day, the person that you are sitting across the table from making this request of is another human being. If you can make the path to yes easy for them, if you can acknowledge and honor their role or their position, if you can help them see how it will benefit you and your organization or your company or your business, those things are all also very Understanding their perspective, Uh anticipating their objections, being ready to talk about those or to think about those. And then even if you get a no, yeah, come back and say, how do I get this to happen? How do I get what I want? Yep. Be patient and be ready to, I think, fight for it. Be ready to advocate for yourself. Kirsten, but it brings me to this, back to this girl Mm -hmm. in the classroom who knows the right answer. Who are my, yes. Who just got an A on the test. Yep. Who is dying to have that validation. No, should get, deserves this very same validation than the eight boys, you know, that are They're raising their hands or getting called in the classroom. That I want that girl, when she doesn't get called on, I want all of the girls in the class to keep their hand keep up. Keep their hand up and demand. Keep their hand up. Go to class afterwards and ask why you don't get called on. That's where I, co- like I keep to coming back on. to. Yeah. I, I want, yeah, this is what I want. Because in some ways, I mean, we talk about this all the time, all of us, we are shaped by those experiences. All of us are those little girls. And we need to put our hands up. 
Put your hand up. Put your hands up, people. But don't just put your hands up. Demand to be called yeah, on. Demand to be called on. Don't dim your light. Do not dim your light. It will make your workplace way better. Honor your preferences, Go get sisters. what you want. Know what you want and go get it. Thanks for joining us. We're behind you. We are 100%. We're 100% behind you. Let us you. know your feedback at uyougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks. Asta. <laughs> Bye. Well, that was fun. If you liked that episode, find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, take a look at our website at yougettowork.com. Thanks for listening. Crean and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded at community-powered KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham, Washington, and streaming at kmre.org. And thanks to our sound engineer, Kevin Leja. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin.